This is Bigger Pockets Daily, expert advice for real estate investors. If you like what you hear, check out biggerpockets.com. I think you'll find a warm, welcoming community, a wealth of data to help you make the best decisions, and calculators to help you analyze deals. We make the blog articles available on this show so you can absorb the information while you're organizing the garage or remodeling your bathroom on this Saturday. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. The housing market has outperformed my expectations. So, here's my mid-year housing recap and some predictions. By Dave Meyer. As we come to the end of 2023, maybe a good time to look at what's happened in the housing market so far this year. Hmm? Well, the big headline from housing so far has been the resilience of home prices. Even as mortgage rates have hung around 7% and sales volume has dropped about 50% from June 2021 to June 2023, prices are still somewhere between flat and minus 3% YOY, depending on who you ask. But no matter what data you look at, so far, the the calls of a housing crash have been absolutely incorrect. In fact, recent trends suggest home prices could even be up by the very end of this year and the start of next year. So I've been pretty adamant that I didn't really see the residential market crashing in 2023, but this price resilience has absolutely outperformed my expectations. That's a good thing. But anyway, last October, I said that I thought the market would correct between 3 and 8%. But as of now, 
Even that seems overly bearish, even though it was considered by many to be overly optimistic at the time. And of course, things could change in just any time, really. But let's go ahead and review why prices haven't fallen very much. Okay, so housing prices, as with all prices in a market economy, come down to supply and demand. For most people, the expectation has been that prices are going to fall in 2023 because demand left the market. And demand has left the market as mortgage rates surged over the past 18 months. Fewer people have wanted or been able to afford a new home purchase. Demand can kind of be difficult to measure. But I think the best place we can start is the Mortgage Bankers Association's Mortgage Purchase Application Survey. That just rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? It measures how many people apply for a mortgage to buy a new home, not refinance. So the expected demand decline has materialized with those numbers. Mortgage purchase applications are down to about half of where they were in the peaks of 2020 and 2021. Remember those days? But have been flat for about a year or so. So why then have prices not dropped? The answer is quite simple, actually. Even though demand has fallen, supply has fallen at the same time, which has kept prices stable. Just think about this logically for a second. Even though there are fewer people who want to buy, there are fewer houses to buy, which means the balance between buyers and sellers has been consistent. This keeps prices consistent. In the housing market, supply is measured by inventory. So how many houses are for sale at a given time? And we've seen that inventory is extremely low, according to Redfin. It's moved up a bit from the all-time lows during the pandemic, but we're still seeing inventory numbers that are 46% below pre-pandemic levels. Yikes. So even though demand has dropped and cooled the market down from its frenzy, lack of supply has prevented prices from declining further. Okay, so what happens next? Oh, prediction time, because these always come true. Not, but I'll try anyway. All right, so on t- <laughs> to understand what happens to home prices through the end of this year into next year, we just need to consider what potential changes there could be to supply and demand. On the demand side, there are a lot of potential impacts. Variables that could lessen demand include, just to name a few, by the way, higher interest rates, reduced affordability due to the resumption of student loan payments, increases in unemployment, and then sustained inflation. Variables that could increase demand include these things, lower mortgage rates, wage increases that outpace inflation. On the supply side, I do find it hard to believe inventory is going to be much lower than this, but of course, it's possible. The number of new listings is down almost 30% year over year and trending downward. If prospective sellers continue to choose not to sell, inventory could continue falling. Redfin put out some numbers. Supply could rise from foreclosures, new construction, or just sellers adjusting to this new reality and deciding to list their properties anyway, despite higher rates. So here's looking to the future. What's going to happen? Nobody knows for sure, of course, but I'll give you my opinion in the form of three possible outcomes. My base case, most likely, outcome, uh, the downside case, how prices could decline further than I actually think they will, and my upside case, prices outperform my expectations, which they already have been. Here's the base case. This is that demand remains relatively flat, or it could actually decline slightly through the end of the year into next year, because I really don't expect mortgage rates or affordability to change all that much. On the supply side, I do think things will remain relatively stable as well. 
People just aren't selling because of the lock-in effect. There is an economic incentive not to sell, and I don't think that will change in the next several months. Maybe not for several decades, really. Foreclosures are rising, but not in any meaningful way that will impact inventory either, and I'm really not convinced that the Airbnb bust will generate any meaningful amount of new listings on a national level either. So, if I were to redo my year-end prediction for 2023, I would revise it upward. As of now, I think the housing market will end the year flat on a year-over-year basis. Or just to give myself some wiggle room, somewhere between 3% and minus 3%. Now the downside case, you know, the bad news. Could something else happen? Uh-huh. So my downside case, price declines of more than 3%, would include a big increase in layoffs and unemployment that causes demand to deteriorate or an increase in mortgage rates due to rising bond yields. The upside case, price increases over 3%, would include a pause in interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve, we've been kind of seeing that, an easing of inflation that causes mortgage rates to drop and demand to increase. So this would have to be combined with continued strength in the labor market. Given the extreme amount of economic uncertainty, though, I do assign the rough probabilities of each case as follows. My base case, 50%, the downside case at 20%, and the upside case at 30%. What does this mean for investors? As an investor, I do encourage you to think about the housing market in these terms. None of us know what will happen for sure. And it's important to acknowledge that. But that doesn't mean you can't invest. By understanding the variables that impact supply and demand, you can logically think through the various scenarios that could unfold understand and mitigate potential risks, and also plan your investing decisions accordingly. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Have you checked out the latest new podcast from Bigger Pockets? It's pretty awesome. Level up your real estate investing with a weekly dose of entertaining takes and expert analysis on the trends, data, and headlines shifting today's economy. All happening on the Bigger Pockets podcast on the market hosted by Dave Meyer and a panel of experts. Start investing with confidence. Stay here on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and navigate to On The Market. Or you can find the show by visiting biggerpockets.com podcasts. But hey, don't leave me here all alone. Please, I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Adios.